Kia ora and welcome back to Radio Raroa. This week we have a special story from Sean Moore again, and we'll be back next week with more stories from Room 1. I know that a lot of you kids, I know a lot of you kids have heard this story, but this story is important because it's about my own family, but it's also about how big people can make mistakes and also about how you can alter just a small thing in your life and it can make things a hell of a lot better. When I was younger and I had my, I, at this point I only had two children, now I've got four and they've all grown up. I've got three grandkids now, but this story happened when I only had two children. One was called Billy, and still is obviously called Billy. He's, he was two and a half, and my littlest boy called Sam was only like about three months or six months old. It was a Saturday morning, and we were going to my mum's house just for a visit. It wasn't like we had an appointment. In fact, we weren't even going there. What happened was Sam was sick in the high chair. He was in the high chair. I was feeding him some wheat bix and he spewed up. He spewed up everywhere, all over the carpet and stuff. So I said to my former wife that I would take Billy to my nana, my mum's, so that she could have the house just for her and Sam and it would be easier for her to tidy it up without me and Billy being in the way and it would just be easier all round. So I told Billy to jump in my car, which was parked on a little bit of a hill in our section on the drive, and I told Billy to go and get in it and then I mucked around doing something inside. I don't even know what. When I went out to the car, I expected Billy would be in it because I never lock my car. It's always unlocked and it was then and even now it's unlocked in your school. I never lock it. And Billy was brainy. Even though he was only two and a half, he understood what I said. He wasn't a silly boy. He wasn't dumb like I was when I was little. He was real smart. But when I got to my car, he wasn't sitting in the car in his car seat. He was standing up at the top of the drive. And I don't know why I did it. And I regret it and will always regret it. I yelled at him like real loud. Louder than I can yell now because my voice is worn out. But I yelled out at him. I yelled something like, oh, what are you doing, Billy? I told you get in the car. What the hell are you doing standing up there for? I didn't need to yell at him. We weren't going anywhere in particular. My mum didn't even know we were going. We were coming. Billy got a fright because I'm big and he's just small like a little kid. And he got a fright because I yelled at him and scared him and he ran down the drive and fell over. And when he fell over, he screamed the worst of scream. When you're a dad, you know what some screams mean just, oh, I've seen a wetter. Some screams mean, oh, they've changed the channel or the TV. Some screams mean, oh, he pinched my lollies. But this scream meant I'm real badly hurt. So I carried my son, who was only two and a half, into the house, and I put him down on the couch because I thought he'd cut himself. So I pulled off, because his scream and his anguish was related to his leg, I pulled off his pants. He had track pants on with like elastic down here that kids wear, and he had no cuts. So I knew that it was something that happened inside his leg. So then I had to ring up that number that everyone hates ringing up, especially if you're a dad. I had to ring up and go, oh, hi, my son's fallen over and I don't know what's wrong with him, but could you send an ambulance, please? So a couple of, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later, an ambulance came and two people came, looked at him quickly, put him in a little uh, stretcher for a kid, not for a grown up, 
and put him in the ambulance, and I went with him to hospital. When we got, because it was my fault, I yelled at him. So when we get to hospital, there was a nurse who was a lady and a doctor who was a lady, and they both asked me what happened. And I said, oh, we were going to my mum's. I yelled at him because he wasn't in my car and he fell over. I said that to the nurse, and then the doctor said, what happened? And they weren't really worried about Billy too much. At that point, he was just lying there sort of whimpering. And I was getting a bit angry because I couldn't understand why they kept asking me what happened when all I really wanted them to do was tell me what was wrong with him. Anyway, they asked me a couple of times and I told them just like I told you. And then they said, you've got to go over there. Like I had to go into a little room that's at the back of the class, like down there. And they closed the door and Billy stayed with them. After a couple of minutes, they came and said, it's all right now, you can come back in. So I went down to Billy, and like I told you, he wasn't done. So I said to him, hey, Billy, what happened while I was away? And he went, I don't know, Dad. They just, But you remember, he was real sore. He said, I don't know. They just kept on asking me what happened. And I said to him, what the hell were they asking you what happened for? I already told them what happened. He went, I don't know. They just kept on saying what happened. And then it went like, whoosh, like I got hit by a, a bolt of lightning. It was like, whoosh. And I thought, oh, I know why they asked you what happened while I was in that room. They thought that I'd hit him with a cricket bat or a softball bat or, a, or I'd booted him real hard with some steel cap boots or something. It made me feel about that big. I wouldn't hurt anyone's kid. Ever. I like kids. And I certainly would never have hurt one of my own kids like that. I yelled at him, but I regretted it. But I certainly would never have done that deliberately. It made me feel terrible. Anyway, they x-rayed him and it turned out that he had a broken femur. And Billy broke that when he fell over because his stupid dad had yelled at him. If you don't learn anything else today, try to remember not to yell at kids. Don't yell at your cousins. Don't yell at your little brothers. In fact, when you grow up and have your own kids, don't yell at them either. Because sometimes you can yell and something as simple as that can cause someone to get badly hurt because they get a fright. Well, Billy broke his femur, this bone, which is the strongest and biggest bone in your body. He didn't break it that way, diagonally, he broke it that way. So so the bone wasn't broken, just snapped in half like that. It was snapped in half like that. And they told me then that the, the nurse and the doctor, when they saw the x-ray, told me that they'd have to put Billy to sleep to pull his leg together so the bones lined up again. I was real scared when they pulled his leg like that but when they gave him the general anaesthetic that he might go to sleep and never wake up. But they said to me, don't worry because we're in a hospital and if, that, if your son happens to be allergic to a general anaesthetic, we've got those things that you could see on Shortland Street where they go, stand back, and they go, bam, like that, and they start the heart back up. <laughs> yes, my friend with the haircut. You're right. They're called defibrillators. Hey, man, you're smarter than I am. Well, you're certainly smarter than I was when I came here. Anyway, they do the operation on Billy and they pull his leg straight, which scared me. And then they told me that he might never be able to run again, which is real fright. 
terrible when you're a dad because you're the stupid bugger that yelled at him. But they said to me, because when they pulled his leg, no matter how hard they tried, it meant that this leg is, was shorter than this leg. And when they put him in, in plaster, it would mean that one of Billy's legs would always remain shorter than the other. And they were scared when he tried to run, he would drop his shorter leg in front of his long leg and trip him over. And of course, I was thinking of all the games that you play when you're a kid like chasing, netball, rugby, soccer, just the fun you have as a kid when you're able to run. And I'm thinking, oh no, I didn't mean it that my son didn't, wouldn't be able to run. What a stupid thing it was to yell at him. Don't ever yell at kids. I don't care what else you learn today. Don't yell at kids. We go up to the ward because Billy has to stay there. They won't even let him go home. I said, oh, I'll take him home and they said no because when you've got a broken femur and you're only small because it's the biggest and strongest bone in your body it hurts the most. So Billy had to stay in for three nights because they had to give him medication to stop the pain. And when I got to where he was in the actual hospital ward I rang my former wife up and said oh Billy's got to stay here can you bring him some pyjamas and stuff like that. And of course she rang up all of our friends and all of our families and aunties and uncles and stuff. And Billy was just totally inundated. That means heaps and hundreds of people came to visit him. And they all thought it was a good thing to give a two and a half year old boy lollies because he'd broken his leg instead of bringing him like pencils or colouring in books, they gave him lollies and in the end Billy had so many lollies on that first day that I was scared because I had to get extra containers for him, like cupboards. I was scared that if I gave him all those lollies, by the time he was five he'd have no teeth left. So when they gave him that painkiller to take the pain away from his leg, I gave away about, and this is a, about three quarters of all the lollies he'd been given that day. There was chocolate fish, crunchies, pinkies, uh, jaffers, all sorts of lollies, jelly beans. Uh, I, in fact, he had so many lollies he could have opened a dairy. Um, I went down and asked the nurses if I could give the lollies to the other kids in the hospital, and they said yes, as long as they didn't have a sign at the end of the bed that said nil by mouth, which means they weren't allowed to eat anything in their mouth. So I gave on the first night about a third of the hospital lollies and then the next day same thing heaps of visitors heaps of lollies when he goes to sleep at night i give about two thirds of the hospital lollies again and then on the last night that billy was there there was still heaps of lollies so i had about a third of the hospital left to go the children's ward apart from the kids that weren't allowed to eat lollies and i gave them all away apart from leaving some for Billy because he was going home the next day. And I had one bed left and I'm walking up to the bed and I'm about from here to the phone away from the bed and there was two people sitting on the other side of the bed because it wasn't really a bed, it was a cot. And on the other side of the cot there was two people, a man with a real sad face and a lady with a real sad face. And I'd been in the hospital, hospital now for three days and I had the same clothes on and I must have looked real rough because I just had shorts on, bare feet, singlet 
and I walk up to them and I had two chocolate fish in my hand and I couldn't see in the cot, so I just go, oh, hi, my name's Sean Moore, my boy up there called Billy broke his leg a couple of days ago and and he's had so many lollies given to him that I'm just giving them away to the kids in the hospital because he rot his teeth out. Can I give your child these two chocolate fish? And if I do that, I've given all the kids a lolly in the hospital apart from the ones that aren't allowed them. And the mum and the dad go, yeah, that's fine. But they had such a sad face on. So I walk up to the cot like this client, walk closer and closer with the two chocolate fish in my hand like this. And all kids know what chocolate fish look like. And I lean over like that to look into the cot. And the mum and dad are over there with their real sad faces. And when I look in, I go, ooh, because I get a fright. But that's another thing I did wrong that time. It was stupid. When I looked in there, it was just a baby or a little person that was white as that as white as that, and no hair at all. And I knew what that was. What would it tell you if you saw a person so white like that? What would it tell you? Wasn't that yeah, that little, it turned out it was a girl. That little girl had cancer. And I knew that because I was a grown up and I shouldn't have been frightened of her. She should have been frightened of me because I'm like a lion and she's just like a little kid and I got long hair and I sound stupid and her mum and dad were just ordinary and she wasn't even scared of me. And I went, oh, like I thought to myself, oh, Sean. And I actually did this, think this and I don't care because it's the truth. I thought, oh, Sean, fancy being scared of a kid that's got cancer. You stupid guy. So then I hand like this in to the little girl, the chocolate fish. But the strangest thing was, she didn't take the chocolate fish off me. She pointed to the other end of her cot. There was a string at the end of her cot, and at the bottom of the string was a picture, okay? There's a picture like that hanging at the end of her cot. And she pointed to it, and she goes to me, do you know who that is? She had a lovely voice, and I go, yeah. Most times Mr. Moore says every word he knows in about a minute. I just thank God that that particular time I just said yeah and nothing else. I just go, yeah? And she goes, with her little finger still pointing at it, she goes, my mum and dad told me that that's my brother and I'm going to go and see him soon. And I go, oh. And I hand her the two chocolate fish like that and she takes them with her little white hand and I turn round and I walk back to where Billy was with his broken leg and I cried and cried because the little picture was a picture of Jesus. What does that tell you? No mum and dad in the whole world ever are going to tell their child that Jesus is their brother and they're going to go and see him soon unless they're going to die. And I sat beside Billy and cried and thought to myself, and I thought I had it bad. I thought Billy not being able to run was going to be a terrible thing. 
but actually losing your child when they're that small is a hell of a lot worse than what happened to Billy. The next day we left. I carried him out to the car and we left. And once again, don't ever let big people tell you they don't make mistakes. I made a terrible mistake. I should have gone back to see that girl another day and said, look, I'm real sorry about being scared of you and I should have bought her more lollies and I should have sort of been and said, like, I hope you'll be all right when you go and see your brother. But I never went back to see her. So I often think of her and the thing is I usually think of her when it's raining. I don't know why, but when it's raining I think of her and think, she can't feel the rain. Like, we can, if it's raining, you and me can go outside and feel the rain, but she can't because she's been dead for a long time because Billy was only like I told you, maybe three years old when he broke his leg and now he's 32. So that girl's been dead a long time. It's a lot of rainy days that she hasn't been able to see. <sighs> Some kids say to me, oh, why did you tell us that story, Mr. Moore? I tell you the story because you'll realize how lucky you are. I don't care if you haven't got the latest Nikes or the latest Reeboks. I don't care if you haven't got, if you weren't allowed a, a new i7 phone or whatever they're bloody called, or if you haven't got one of those iPad things. I don't even care about that. You're real lucky. You can feel the rain. You've got a mum and dad who love you. You've got a, you're not nice clothes, even though you might not have the most modern. Everything's going well for you all. And I hate it when I hear kids whinging about, oh, mum will never get me KFC. Who cares if you don't get KFC only once a month? It doesn't matter. You're real lucky anyway. That poor girl gets none of that. She's no smiles on her face. Poor kid. At the end of all that, once Billy got his plaster off, for a long time he walked like with a real bad limp and I can't show the limp when I'm telling it, but he walked with a bad limp and he was too scared to run and I was worried that that would be a constant, sort of like a deliberate payback for me forever for yelling at him. But one day we, me and Billy were thinning carrots in my garden and his mum went to the back door and said, hey Billy, would you like a Coke? And Billy went, oh yeah and stood up and ran to his mum to get a drink of Coke and didn't trip over. And I looked into the sky and I said, thank you, God. I know a lot of people don't believe in God, but at moments like that, I do. I thought, oh, I'm so lucky that my son can run then. The only thing I have to remember is don't yell at kids again. So like I say, Remember how lucky you are, but also, if the other thing out of the story also is try not to yell at kids. Thanks again to Sean Moore for letting us record and share this story. We'll be back next week with more stories from Room 1. Kake Town.